You have found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. On today's episode, we're going to talk about Lonzo Ball's media availability, and there are some very triggering things said in that. We're going to talk about all that, plus the Bulls bench, right after this. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Bulls. Locked on Bulls, member of the Locked on Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. That's Pat the Designer, host and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. Nonetheless, we are here to discuss the Chicago Bulls today. And Pat, Lonzo Ball had a media availability. And um, this was one of the most concerning, like, for a few different reasons. I'm going to just lay the groundwork here. Not only has he said that he hasn't been able to run or jump, he said there's like a 60-degree angle that he has like no mobility um, and experiences uh, severe pain in um, in that knee. He talked about that he it's bother, bothers him in even just normal day things. He says that it's even uh, it's perplexed. The doctors even uh, have been caught off by this. And then on top of that, it was the body language, the look on his face, the tone of his voice. I'm not going to, you know, like I said, I try to separate my, my Bulls fans and PTSD in this, but this was an interview that was concerning, especially after us hearing like things like, hey, the, he tried to ramp up. There was some some progress made in August that there was times where they thought, you know, Lonzo Ball may be able to come back from this without a second surgery. Hearing all of this, bro, at least for me, brought about a lot of concerns and red flags. But Pat, I know I just said a lot, man. How you feeling about it? Here's, here's the issue that comes up, right? I'm trying to tuck away the part of me that's an analyst that can actually break down what's actually okay, what Lonzo can do on the on the court and how this is going to affect the team. Because at this point, right, Lonzo Ball is not a good signing. This is mm-hmm. Arturis Karnashovis's first bad signing because Lonzo Ball came in to this team with injuries. Now, Lonzo Ball, a player on the court. Amazing player. I love him. I love his impact on the court. When he's on the court, he is such a contributor to this team. He's a focal point of our defense. He's the focal point of our defense. He's the first point of attack on our defense. But at this point, right, no matter what you say, you're not talking about a player being out four to six weeks. What we heard today is not a player that's going to be out four to six weeks. We're, we're, I mean, listen, I hope he comes back. I hope he's 100%. If he's on the court, He's amazing. But as of right now, in my book, you knew that there were issues coming in. And I was fine with you taking the risk. I'm Listen, I'm not going to act like I didn't agree with the signing, but it's a bad signing. And that's that's really how I feel about that. He can't he, – he said he can't go upstairs. What, he just been living on the first floor? <laughs> I don't want to laugh. Um but, I, I mean, I, I will say this. I'm surprised. I'm not surprised at you saying it's a bad signing because, I mean, you have to look at it. And, and as of right now, from, from what we know, we've got, what, 35 games of Lonzo Ball. While those 35 games looked amazing to great, there's serious concern around if Lonzo's going to be able to come back this season. Now, he did say in this same interview that he that he – that he is, that he still does think he's going to come back this season, but he did say worst case scenario, 
he doesn't play this season. Even the fact of that being a scenario, you do have to look at it. At that point, you're halfway through Lonzo Ball's career. If he does not play this season, you are halfway through, not the career, halfway through this contract with 35 games played. Now, not pulling the, the panic button on that. We'll see whatever comes to that. It's still very early on. It could be that they clean up. This procedure is very much similar to what Zach Levine had on his ACL. It's just the meniscus version of that. They're going to go in. They're going to clean some stuff out. It may alleviate that pain. He may be able to, He after the surgery, after the swelling and stuff goes down, he may be completely pain-free in that close to four to six week time period. And if that does happen, okay, that concern goes away. But at least right now, without having that clear path to him be coming back or what that, that timeline is going to look like, I can't blame you for feeling that. I, I'm not there yet. I think I'll get there if we're if we're if we're 30 games into the season and we still don't have a return date for Lonzo Ball, I'm probably gonna be where you are right now. But yeah. it'd be I'd be remiss if I if I was to say I don't understand where you sit at right now in that thinking. I think the thing that that stands out the most for me with it is right like it's not the fact that Lonzo can't come back. It's not the fact that Lonzo can't come back and contribute to this team. I think that Lonzo will eventually come back and be a real key piece to the Chicago Bulls team. I think that he'll be a real key contributor. The question is how long will that last, right? Because at this point, right, we, me and you have talked about this, right? And I and we thought he was further along than he was, but we've had this conversation yeah. of if he goes back under the knife, take the meniscus. Even though this and that's not what they're doing. The issue, yeah, it's not. It's not what they're doing. It's not what they're doing. They're just doing a cleanup. But if 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 that part of his knee continues to have issues, right, like it it starts to get to the point where you're saying they don't understand the answer. They the doctors don't seem to understand what it is. Is that a fix? Because remember, at one point that was a fix that was on the table, and that was going to be the quicker fix. But it's going to shorten his career. At this point, I think the question mark is: Is there a fix that maybe it does shorten Lonzo's career, but does it give him a career at all? Because right now, Lonzo doesn't really have a career. Lonzo has moments. Lonzo has games that he looked really, really good in, but he hasn't been able to build up enough of a rapport in the NBA to say, like, yeah, he's this for sure, right? He's changed the player he's been three, four times, and we're getting yeah. more of a finished, polished-off version of him, and I love the version that we have, but I just I just look at this situation and I say that th there's something to me to be said on trying to... I. Sometimes when you think something is fool's gold, it's fool's gold. What, what's the saying? If it looked like a duck, if it walked like a duck, if it quacked like a duck, it's probably a duck. It's probably a duck. That's kind of how I feel about this situation. And 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 not yeah, and, and not to say that I wasn't on, like I said, I was on board with signing Lonzo. I was on board with having Lonzo be a part of this Bulls team. I was on board with, I'm still on board with having Lonzo be a part of this Bulls team, right? I want him back. I don't care if he misses the whole first half of the season, if he's back for the second half in the playoffs. But here's my thing. If you're talking about, like you said, two years into this contract, we're not going to get Lonzo Ball back. Two years into this contract, we're halfway through his contract, and he's played 35 games. No matter what you say at that point, right, like he can come back and be great, but you you pay for four years and you got 35 games. That's a bad sign. Like I said, I'm not there yet. I understand it. Uh, I, I'm not quite ready to pull that cord quite yet because um, there's absolutely a world in which Lonzo Ball, let's say he does miss this season, but he comes back completely pain-free to start next season we're off the ground running but at that point it's like 
the, the thing is, and, and I, I would probably be more concerned with this if, if we didn't have a couple of things. We have Alice Caruso and Io DeSumo on this roster. So luckily, yeah. luckily we have that. If, if we did not have those two players, yeah. if all we had is Goran Dragic as, as our backup point guard right now, it would be even more concerning. And we still don't know. We have, we have Dalen Terry out there. I think he's going to be more of a wing when everything's all said and done. But, like, I, it, the, the biggest issue with this or the biggest thing in this to me is just, all right, let's say this surgery goes amazingly for Lonzo Ball. And I, I and he's back. Let's say let's say twenty five games to thirty games into the season, Lonzo Ball's back, ready to go. We got him for fifty two games. How long out of those fifty two games is it going to take him to get back into rhythm? Because at that point, you're looking at somebody who's been out of basketball for almost a year, a year of no basketball activity. So, uh, I, I I just. I, I'm starting to temper my expectations. I had for the longest the expectation that once Lonzo Ball does come back, he was going to spend a little time coming back from the bench just from being out this. But we may see a full season of maybe Lonzo Ball just is not, the, especially if whoever starts, whether it's Io, whether it's Caruso, whoever's the starting point guard, if they get into a rhythm with these starters and we've seen some success at that point, do you even worry about bringing back Lonzo back into the starting line? No, every, every the key that he is to our defense, the way that he is out in transition, all those things still being true. But somebody, if you have a team that's revving up and they're going, they're firing on all cylinders and you're pushing for a playoff run and Lonzo Ball's coming back after being out of basketball for 9, 10, 11 months, whatever it ends up being, I don't think you throw him back. I don't think you, if, if things are going well, you may not see him get that starting position back all this season, and then even next season, depending on some of the development, he may have to fight for a start for a starting role at that point. And then you're put, you're paying twenty million dollars for a backup point. Now I don't think that that's going to happen, but yeah, I don't, yeah. Listen, I know, I know. We'll see, we'll see. It's <laughs> it, hey, listen, bro. Weirder things have. This is just this is one of the. P- hey, it's, it's, P- it's, PTSD, dark, it's dark days right now, bro. Yeah. That's that's a dark moment for us. That's a dark moment for us, right? <laughs> For especially for for the Bulls specifically, we're in such a unique situation where knees and point guards and stuff is just. Listen, we've 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 gone through a lot, man. We have gone through a lot as a fan base. So many times. <laughs> but like we've done it like three. What's going on? with point guards and knees out here yeah and then uh will Gottlieb. by the way he posted this graphic of the curse of chicago point guard so it's like derrick rose 39 games played zero games played 10 games played 51 games played 66 rajon rondo 69 chris dunn 52 46 51 kobe white 69 lonzo ball 35 and then 2020 uh 22 23 lonzo ball all question marks that's not even the, like that's just the tip of the iceberg, bro. Like it's it's crazy, man. Uh, but next up, we're going to talk about Andre Drummond and what his comments were about accepting his role on the Chicago Bulls. But first, got to talk to you guys about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for your football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game you can find. As always, BetOnline remain, remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting and up to the minute scores for every sport out there the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events including mlb mma boxing and golf head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more betonline is where the game starts all right pat andre drummond i think me and you are, are, are think that this signing may end up working out better than a lot of bulls fans are thinking a lot of 
pundits in general are thinking just looking at the edition but he had some comments today that i think bode well for him and his kind of his mindset of his position and role on this team so he says this for me it's a role that's an adjustment i'm still in my mindset a player that is a starter but i'm a player that's able to adjust and adapt to any situations if my if my services are needed to be a starter i can be that if my services are needed to be the spark off the bench that's what i'm here to do my ego is not something that is driven by this game i play the game because i love it and when he was asked uh, uh, about, uh, you know, his job, he says, my job is here to be the best teammate possible and to help this team in any way possible. Whatever my role, whatever role that may be, I have to accept it. Obviously, I'm here for one reason, and that's to be a good basketball player and to help this team. If it's a start or come off the bench, I'm accepting of either or. How do you feel about those comments from Andre Drummond? I mean, listen, I think Andre's realized what he's going to be in the NBA, right? He realized he's going to be a bench player. He realizes he's going to be a... Uh, a role player off the bench not to say that he can't be somebody that comes out there and starts but I think even Andre realizes right like this kind of NBA not to say that it's passed him by but I think he realizes right like that he doesn't fit as well in modern offenses as most big men do nowadays so he's just trying to get in where he fits in and I think that that's a smart thing to do listen it's a lot of people that make a long living being players off of the bench it's a lot of people that make a strong living being players off of the bench and it's a lot of people that are beloved in Chicago sports history being players off of the bench so like listen Andre Drummond absolutely has an opportunity to be that hard hat and lunch pail type of player for this Bulls team I think he's going to fit in perfectly and I like his mindset I like his mindset with it. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I I love the mindset. I think for me, the the Andre Drummond signing was an important one for the Chicago Bulls. Looking at a couple of our, I know for for us, me, you, Bulls fans, a lot of people thought, hey, let's let's go out and get a shot blocker, right? A shot blocker and rebounding. And while Andre Drummond isn't the shot blocker that a lot of us wanted to see the Bulls go after, he's he's an elite rebounder. He's he's a solid defensive piece on this that can be added to this team. Billy Donovan has already talked about his ability to facilitate and his passing ability, which is something I honestly think you may have pointed out when we initially did that signing that I, I kind of it, it was thinking out the boxes I have never thought about Andre Drummond as a passer but then when you go and look at his his assist ratio and, and stuff he is a solid passer on the team he can be a black hole at times and he has been one but that was more so when he was a starter like late later in his career yeah. he's become a really decent passer um and he's he's good at getting steals playing in the passing lanes things like that like this Andre Drummond signing is I think is going to pay off bigger than what some Bulls fans um initially realized but I also like like just like the mindset I like that he's coming in here with that mindset of I'm just going to do my job. Like, don't even worry. I'm, I'm not worried. I would like to be a starter. You get that from this. Like, he, he would still like to be a starter, as most players would in the NBA. But th- that accepting of just that, I'm just going to come here. I'm going to do what I do good. I'm going to play my role. I'm going to help this team win. And let's go out here and play some basketball and have some fun. You need that type of player. And I think Andre Drummond is going to do that big time for us, for sure. I think the thing, too, that you got to look at with Drummond, especially, like, right, like, just when when do you hear players say stuff like that, right? Like, there's got to be a belief that this Bulls team is more than what the national nerds are saying, what the pundits are saying, mm-hmm. that we're going to be a playing team, right? Like, Andre Drummond probably could have went anywhere and got $3 million, right? But he chose Chicago Bulls. Like, he could have stayed with the Brooklyn Nets. He could have gone to Golden State. He could have anything, right? Like, if I, I think that... We have to acknowledge the mindset that comes along with a player saying, I'm fine playing this role because I believe in what this team is building. 
And a player that is still a very, very good player in this NBA, is still a top rebounder in this NBA, is still a really good defender in this NBA, right? It's not like we're going out and we're getting Joe Schmo to grab rebound. It's not like we signed in Tony Bradley. Like, we didn't sign older Tony Bradley. Like, I think that's the part where I look at Bulls, where I look at, you know, Tony the Bradley there stays like, catching strays on this show, by the way. He do. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know why. Like he, Tony's done nothing. He's probably a great dude, too. It's because he got picked up by Steven Adams. You can't be getting picked up by Steven Adams, dog. But I mean, I, I just I just look at I, I just look at uh, 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 DeAndre Drummond signing and say there's more to that than just being a uh, uh, having a big man off of your bench there's a belief that comes with Andre Drummond being on this team that he thinks your team is better than a lot of these outside people do because he chose you over probably a lot of other teams that he could have picked from I mean you made a great point there too like for what he signed for he could have literally signed for that anywhere like in anywhere like if he if he wanted to chase a ring I'm sure I'm heck I'm sure right. Golden State would have thrown him that that vet vet minimum deal to be like go ahead come over you can help us in case somebody goes down in case Wiseman can't get on the court again go ahead and come over here bro uh so yeah the I, Lakers let, probably would have re-signed him yeah for sure like and he heck, he could have he could have possibly went back to Philly you know the, the Lakers would love to have him. yeah we may be on the Lakers by the end of the season bro <laughs> you know, you made a video, I think it was last season, in which, you know, when the Bulls were ravaged by COVID that you got in the game. That may be us for the Lakers. They just oh, may yeah. be like, hey, those two podcasters, go ahead and come on here. We, we got something for you. Can you play point guard? That's all I can play. I'm 5'10". Hey, I can't play nothing but point guard. All right, come on. We got a roll for you. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be like, I can't bring him on, man. He's got a Philly beard. <laughs> People are probably listening like, why is that so funny to Hayes? Inside joke, y'all. Um, oh, hey, insiders, bro. Insiders. That completely thought off my, my trade of thought. Now, to pair this, though, with comments from Alex Caruso during the – which we didn't talk about is that, you know, when asked, he said that he would rather finish games than start games. And – there's going to be a lot of opportunity to that, especially with Io DeSumo and the fact that him and Io can play together. The fact that Alex Caruso played one through four for us in certain situations last year. Alex Caruso is going to get on the court. What do you think, like, then embracing the bench role from the players that we do have on this team that are playing on the bench? You look at even Kobe. It seems like he's embraced his role, what he is at this point. Hopefully he's added some to his game. Yeah. We already know Javante Green is just a dog. He's just going to come in and do whatever you need to do. Is there something to be said about the – not only the versatility and positions that we have from certain players on the bench, but kind of that you said hard hat and lunch pail mentality. That's kind of the mentality of this whole Chicago Bulls bench when you think about it. How do you think that bench is going to play next season for the Chicago Bulls? The bench that ranked 29th in the NBA last season in both scoring and production overall. What do you think? How do you think this, this bench comes in next season? Well, I think the biggest thing to remember with that is the numbers were skewed, right? The Bulls had a really good bench. Um, we had a lot of bench start. Before, a lot of starters were in the start. Um, bench players were in the starting lineup last season. So, yeah, yeah, we we, we the the Bulls bench wasn't bad. Like we, we were lauding the Bulls bench. We were like, "Yo, Ayo DeSumo is really good." Derek Jones Jr. off the bench. I like that. Kobe White. See, you know what I'm saying? We'll see when he gets back. He wasn't even back. Oh, by the way, then he came back and he was cooking from off of the bench, right? Like, remember he came back and he was cashing out. It took him a well, few not, days. Not, I was about to say, it took him 10 games. Those first 10 games back were ugly. 
But then, yeah, he could start coming along. Bad, bad, <laughs> bad. Hey, but I was also I re, I remember Bulls fans killing me for that. Like, you got to stop making excuses for him. And I was like, bro, he came back from shoulder surgery. Exactly. Like, as an as a scorer, like, like, yeah, like, come on. <laughs> it's not an excuse. It's just what happened. But no, I think I think looking at what this Bulls bench can be this season, right? Health is going to play a big part into it. But I think that you have Alice Caruso. You've got Drummond, right? You've got a couple of pieces that you you're, you're hoping take a step in Marco Simonovic and in Dalen Terry. And I think I'm going to tell you this right now. If if Dalen Terry can find his t- his way into the game, he's gonna find something that he can do. I don't know what he's what oh, level of player sure. he's gonna be, but he's gonna find something he can do. You need to figure out how you're gonna incorporate that guy if he's playing this season into what you're doing because that is a potential glue guy. That's the guy that you look at on every championship team and be like, "What he do? He had five, 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 and five. Why was that important?" Because he punched somebody in the face, I don't know. But all of a sudden, the team got hype and they went on an eighteen to nothing scoring run. Like those oh, yeah. are the guys you need right there. And that same for we have three guys that could be that right. Take the take the box score and throw it away. Javante Green, Derek Jones Jr., Dalen Terry are play, three players that, depending on who's getting the most minutes, what the matchup is, any given night can completely energize that bench, have a big play, a big steal, a big block, a big dunk, or whatever it is with solid defense that may not show up in the box score. And you and people who don't actually watch the game be like, why are they talk, talking so much about Javante Green today? He had like four, two, and three this game. Yeah, but guess what? Yep. Those 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 three rebounds he had were all very key rebounds that then went out. He didn't get the assist on the fast break, but guess what? We got on fast break and we scored. Those type of things are the things that I think those players can do. And I and I for one I can't I can't wait to see how this bench comes together. One of the things that always for recent Chicago Bulls team since the since the the baby Bulls era is that when we are a solid team overall, we always have some production off the bench that you just look at and you're just like, wow. So. And you have to. There, there's yeah. no other option, right? Like, the, you're not a championship team without a bench. The Golden State Warriors don't get to the NBA Finals and win it as many times as they do without the bench unit that they've had. Uh, Bobby Portis was instrumental in the Milwaukee Bucks winning a championship. Uh, LeBron James' whole finals in Miami was saved by bench players. Yeah, I mean, like, that's a good point. <laughs> that's not a shot, but it's kind of a shot. Yeah, Even, I mean, going like, back to the Boston the Celtics and their championship run, bench players play heavy, heavy parts of Eddie that. Howard. Yeah. Uh, uh, James Posey. Yeah, you got you got to have it. You got to have a bench, and and if you don't, you're going to fall behind. And that's I think that's the biggest key that Bulls fans got. Because right, we look at Zach Levine, we look at Demar Derozan, we look at Vooch, and we say, "Our window's so short. If those guys don't win it, blah blah blah." That, that's the stuff that we hear on on Bulls Twitter, right? But then like. You got to look at, okay, those guys are great, but they still not going to win it with just them three. What's around them that's going to take a step? How's that bench yeah. unit going to look? I'll tell you this right now. If Kobe White does step up, I'm fine with him being a scorer off of the bench. I don't care if he was picked seventh in the, in the draft, as long as he's scoring off of the bench. But you have to be consistent giving me 15 off of the bench. <laughs> Let's say, I, I, Kobe, I'm happy with that. If 13, the, his averages last season, great. But the games where he went 0 for 7 and stuff, he eliminates that and just gives us a consistent thing off the bench. 
he's one of, at that point he's one of the best bench players in the league as much as some Bulls fans don't want to the only thing harboring Kobe is is not even his shooting splits not the percentages it's the up and down nature of his game if that becomes a more consistent yep. steady thing where you can literally look at the box score and say yeah there's always going to be some games where it's like eight nine whatever but if you're not seeing those oh for seven games and he learns to do some things as well like his passing came a long way for him last season I think sometimes that's overlooked yeah. because People have moved on from Kobe. He's not a point guard. We know that. But, like, his passing and, and some of the court vision things that ha that hampered him early in his career, there were times in games, again, inconsistently, but times where you just saw and you were like, hey, that was a that was a solid look from Kobe White there. So, hey, you see. He had a couple of them, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. Where he, he threw that mug. At <laughs> Hey, and y'all know, hey, if y'all watch, if y'all watch the live calls, if y'all tuned in with him, y'all know, kid hates Kobe White. Like, like at this point, like we we started questioning if Kobe knocked down one of kid chicks because like <laughs> the hate was getting like out of hand. Like Kobe would play well, and we would be like, bro, like why are you hating on Kobe White? And he'd be like, bro, he got to do something more. But like, it, it it got to the point where he would throw a couple of dimes, and even kid would be like. Okay, Kobe, I like that. I like that. I need to see more of that. Yeah, you know I mean, so like yeah. that's how I will say this. He he's improved in areas. I'm very intrigued to see not only him, but just back to the main point, right? How this bench unit takes a step as a whole, because there's a lot of players on this bench unit that are in different roles. As much as we don't think of it, right? Alice Caruso playing 30 plus minutes a game. Yeah, he was he did that some in uh um uh, in Los Angeles, right? But it wasn't what he was asked to do. Here on the Bulls, you're six men off the bench and you're closing games out for us. Like, that's a different role for him to be in. Yeah, I mean, um, good point. The most minutes he ever averaged on the Lakers was the season before he left, and that was 21 minutes per game. In their championship run, I, uh, Alex Caruso was only averaging 18.4 minutes per game coming off the bench, which is crazy to think considering how important and key he was in those 18 minutes for the Chicago Bulls. So, yeah, last year for the Bulls, uh, 28 minutes per game. So, yeah, that you're looking at somebody who's increased their role drastically and is looked at to do more than what they were even on their previous team. Facts. So, yeah. It's, 100%, yeah, 100%, yeah, I mean, I've, I've said it a lot, and I know I keep beating this home, but, like, just how these rotations and everything work out is going to be one of the more interesting things to look out for, bro. It just is. Like, what Billy Donovan does here, it's going to be crazy to see because it's it's it, there's a lot of depth here, right? You can, you can talk about the talent and the quality of some of the depth, I understand, but we have a lot – we're deep at a lot of positions. And coming off that bench, we have a lot of players that can play a ton of positions off that bench too, so – it's going to be interesting to see how it works out and how he gets everybody in there. So, I just I just can't wait to see the Bulls play more small ball like the rest of the NBA is playing this season, and to see all the like older Bulls fans just lose their mind continuously in the comments. Already, like, bro. Why? Why? Already, is bro. Demar Derozan a small forward. He is six six. I'm like, oh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> bro, I had somebody. Somebody said. <laughs> Somebody, uh, when, uh, cause I, I was, I was live tweeting quotes from Midian Day, and when, uh, Billy, Billy Donovan said he planned he, Javante Green and Derrick Jones Jr. to play, still play some at the four. Like, there was somebody who retweeted that, and they were, they were really pissed off. I'm like, what did you expect looking at this <laughs> roster? Like, I'm, I'm just like looking at it. What do you expect? You, you tell me somebody else who could, you, you can, unless Marco is ready to go, like, there's really nobody else for fam. Like, get over it. I think is. I do think I, I will say that Marco's got to be ready. Like we get, we well, you can what, say he got to be ready. But this, no, we're in year two. Oh, listen, no, are we in year two of Marco? Yeah, it's only year two of Marco, bro. 
we drafted him the same. We drafted him the same. Yeah, we drafted him the same year, but he didn't bring over. He was a stash. He was a stash. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. So he, this is year three of him being in the NBA. Yeah, that's true. Hey, man, listen. Show me something. Show me. Show. Listen, you're seven feet tall. Just show me that you're not going to get dunked on every play. It's an improvement. That's all I'm looking for. <laughs> just, listen, just don't, it's, it's, just don't turn around into it. It's it's a lot of like the improvement for Marco Simonovic in his second year in the NBA is going to be quite easy. Like if he could just get on the court and be competent as far as on the defensive end, like and and. It, it sucks, right, to see somebody who has the physical gifts of Mark. Who literally, when you look at Marco Simonovic, we need everything: his size that he brings, yeah. the passing that he can bring off the bench, the scoring, the shooting uh, at three different levels, the post game. We can use all that. He's just not getting on the court because of his defensive game, and even in Eurobasket, bro, his Eurobasket. I don't know if you paid attention. Run was was not. Good, oh yeah, bro. it was not. Good. Hey, listen, I just I just don't want to see this. Like, it, 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 everybody get dunked on, right? Vushtin got dunked on. Zach then got dunked on. DeMar got to everybody get dunked on. But it's like you can't the second you get in the game, they turn the you turn the ball over and then just turn around into it. Ah, like, no, like it's you like did it's it to yourself. Brother. It's like, it's like team team said, hey, who's going to get that dunk on Marco today? Did Marco check in? Oh, somebody got to go get him. Somebody got to go get him. <laughs> It was a focal point of the season, bro. Like, like it was a game plan. It was like, oh, we got to finish this game off. We got to dunk on Marco. Marco got, bro, I'll I never forget that, bro. That man inbounded the ball. They turned it over, and he just walked into one. Just, ah! I was like, bro, don't walk into it. You saw it coming, bro. Like, you know what's crazy about all that, bro, is that it really does feel like Marco got dunked on a lot. He played in nine games last season, bro. Hey, like, hey, hey, he I got swear dunked it feels on like... nine times. I guarantee it. <laughs> I guarantee he got dunked he on play, nine. He played times. in nine games and averaged less than four minutes per game, bro. Like that got that that dunk per minutes <laughs> got to be the highest ever in the NBA. <laughs> hey, bro, it's it's this too because he he abounded the ball. They turned it over. And he got dunked on. And Billy was like, "Bring your come on, you out of there." <laughs> Oh man! Hey, get out! Get out! I have no idea how we got there. I tried. But it, hey, I don't know. But so you saying he was he was like old he was like old boy's dad on Friday? Like why you come out here messing with these people, man? Come on, let's go. bro, bro. That was the moment where I said Billy Donovan don't like that they drafted Marco and brought him over. Like I, I swear I thought Billy Donovan hated Marco oh, because like he just sent them out there. For two seconds, Marco got dunked on, and then he brought him back to the bench. You ain't even going to give him a chance. <laughs> All right, bro. Let's go home, bro. Go ahead and send us off, brother. Oh, God. Follow me on everything at Pat the Designer, man. Y'all getting these Vegas tweets out here, man. That's why it's, it, That's why I look like I'm in a strobe-like club right now in somebody's dungeon basement. Um, and follow us both on everything at Locked on Bulls, man. I appreciate y'all for showing love. Also, Check out the Windy City Breeze, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can follow me at CEO Hayes, at CEO H-A-I-Z. Ian, thank you for making Locked On Bulls your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go and check on Locked On NBA, where the Locked On experts break down all this latest news, rumors, and developments going on in the NBA in 30 minutes or less. They can be found wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Before Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. This is Locked On Bulls. We out, y'all. Peace.
Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.